Hey guys, this is The Witch's Hun, and I'm your host, Anna, aka Cedar Moon. I'm a Taurus, eclectic witch, avatar reader, and lover of all things occult. In this podcast, I share information about magic, spirituality, and life as a modern witch. Every week, we unravel ancient wisdom, discover folk magic, tarot, numerology, and all things witchy. My goal is to support each other on our own sacred path. Let's dive into the mysteries of this universe together. And guys, I hope you cannot hear anything in the background, but still, there is someone outside. There is a construction site, I suppose. I haven't really seen it because we have one construction site that is kind of across from the house we live in or the, you know the apartment and normally yes sometimes it's loud but not that loud and yesterday I was like what is that excruciating noise outside and I think someone is really tearing the whole street open with a jackhammer that's how it sounds so I really apologize if you hear any background noise I'm gonna maybe run it through another program if it's too loud so I can really filter any other noise out But yeah, (laughs) we're just going to try this. I'm an optimist. I believe in the good. So I think this is either way going to be a great episode. So today we take a look at astrology part two. So I just thought the way I want to do it is I want to take a quick look at the history. So we're going to take a little history lesson, then some other basic facts And in the next couple of weeks, we're going to dive deeper into astrology because this is such a broad field of knowledge, guys. Honestly, I am still in my baby shoes, like, or I don't know if that's a saying in Germany. It is, I think. Well, you know what I mean. I'm not good with sayings. Um, I'm still learning. I'm still growing. And um, I think astrology is something just maybe similar to tarot. When you start out with it, it's very intimidating because there is so much and maybe you think you need to know everything. But the reality is you cannot know everything as a beginner. <laughs> you have That's why you're a beginner. You have to learn as you go. So the study of astrology has been around for centuries and it has been used to gain insight into ourselves the people in our lives, and the world around us. Astrology is the study of movements and relative positions of celestial bodies and their influence on, on you know, human matters and the natural world. In this beginner's guide, we will explore the basics of astrology and how it can improve your life. So, what is the history? Astrology has been a long and fascinating history indeed, Um, and it dates back thousands of years. Its origins can be traced to ancient civilizations in the Middle East, such as the Babylonians and the Persians, who developed early forms of astrology as a way to understand and predict celestial events. The Babylonians in particular are credited with creating the first astrological system around 2000 BCE. 
they developed a system of astrology that linked the positions of the planets to um, various aspects of human life, including personality traits, relationships, and even the weather. This system was later refined and expanded upon by the Greeks and Romans, who added their own interpretations and symbolisms to the practice. Astrology is spread to India, China, and other parts of the world through trade and cultural exchange. In India, astrology became an integral part of the Hindu religion, and astrologers were highly respected and influential members of society. In China, astrology was used to predict and plan important events, such as wars, coronations, and even agricultural cycles. Today, astrology continues to be a popular practice around the world, with many people using it as a tool for self-discovery, for relationship advice, and even financial planning. While some dismiss astrology as pseudoscience, others view it as a valuable and meaningful tool for understanding the mysteries of this universe and our place within. Well, me personally, I definitely belong to group number one. I believe astrology is a very much an amazing tool and almost, I just read this or saw this on TikTok the other day and I thought like, whoa, that's interesting. I think someone posted something saying like, imagine life is like a game and astrology is like one of the cheat codes to the game <laughs> and I was so baffled because I for a second I was like whoa imagine like if you really dive super deep into your chart and look at all the placements and for me this really happened when I took a deep dive into my natal chart that I saw wow that's why this happened and it kind of like I'm not saying it predicts your accurate future so it is not like you have this natal chart and because of this planet in this house you're gonna end up in poverty or you know what I mean like or gonna die early this is not what it is about I think it gives us just like with tarot a momentary glimpse of what could be going on depending on which turns we take in life so we can use it um, as a guideline, it is not something that curses you with a certain um, way your life will go. So just with tarot, if the tower comes up, doesn't mean that your whole life will end up in like shambles, but it can indicate that something is ending and that you can prepare yourself for huge changes happening. So that's, you know, the same way I think about astrology. And I really, really, that's a dream of mine want to get a professional um, report on my chart because I really, that's so interesting. I want to know um, what I can do to make the best out of what has been given to me as a, you know, as of planets and constellations. Because I think um, no matter which planetary constellations you have in your chart and no matter if maybe the internet says, ooh, that's not a good constellation, um, you can always make the best of it. So, you know, even a planet such as Saturn, like many people say, oh, Saturn, Saturn, I'm afraid of Saturn. Um, 
Saturn is just a strict teacher, but he does not want anything bad for you to happen. In, in fact, he wants the best for you, but it can be very tough the way he teaches you. He will teach you until you understand. And, you know, that's how I see it. And that's how I, that's just a quick, um, you know, quick opinion of mine, like, That's how I see the whole thing. And I think it's very beneficial. So if you haven't looked up your birth chart, I'd highly advise it because it's so interesting. And um, we're going to dive more and more into this topic. And I'm even going to give you um, a book recommendation at the end of this podcast episode. So, um, well, moving on to the Zodiac. So what is the Zodiac? I guess you heard it already, but let's just get into it. Uh, it's a belt of 12 constellations that are positioned along the ecliptic, which is the apparent path of the sun across the sky. So kind of like the sun goes along this path and wanders and wanders and wanders. <laughs> Each constellation is associated with a particular astrological sign and these signs are used to describe different personality traits and characteristics of a person. So the 12 signs of the zodiac are Aries, Taurus, Gemini, Cancer, Leo, Virgo, Libra, Scorpio, Sagittarius, Capricorn, Aquarius, and Pisces. So that is the zodiac. Well, to, you know, just, I just wanted to make a few quick basics before we dive into the other episodes. So, so we have like the basics going. So we have the zodiac. Then we have the chart and the houses. So as you might know, your big three maybe, sun, moon, rising, there is the birth chart. So there are astrological charts. You can always, just like when you take a photo with a camera, you can always take a photo of a person, um, a house. You know, you can always take a snapshot anytime. So what I'm trying to say with this cryptic message is you can always take a photo of a person's birth chart, so the, the, the natal chart, or you can even take a photo of our current chart of a country, maybe. You can really take a photo of the sky at any given moment, you could say, and see the constellations of the planets there. So that's why also some astrologers reference to a country's chart, what is going on currently in the country, looking at the natal chart of the country, the founding date, you could say. So this being said, what the birth chart is, this wonderful circle with all the planets and all the blue and red lines over there, which looks pretty complicated when you look at it at first. And I was so confused and this kind of like scared me even because I was so confused I did not know if I can ever wrap my head around it I am getting to it but I'm still on the beginning of it so please bear with me so in the chart you have the circle the circle goes all around and is sectioned into houses and the houses in astrology stand for different areas of our life And drawing the line again to tarot, just like in tarot with the archetypes of the major arcana, the houses are something we all have in our life. So it is 
it is not like a person has only five house aspects and can relate to all other aspects. Well, the houses are also archetypes and areas of our life. And these areas, they matter for each and every person on this planet. So, for example, you have houses that relate to yourself or your body, to family, to money, to health, your job, spirituality, travel. So, there is pretty much every topic, every theme in your life, everything that can come up from minor to major topics that you worry about, that you're concerned with from you know you can use this this is your toolbox so the houses are pretty much okay where does it show up where in my life does this show up and you can even go backwards and say well i have this area in my life where i'm really confused and i don't know what to do maybe you know your relationships always fail or you're always so so unhappy in your job and then you can go backwards and go like where is this house that is affected and what's going on in my natal charts so to really find out and dissect what is behind all the things that happen and that is to me the most interesting thing about astrology among others i mean there are so many other topics such as astrocartography so if you're interested i want to make a whole podcast episode about that as well which is pretty much the science of or the astrology of locations and it can tell you this is really interesting it can tell you where in the world certain qualities of your life are enhanced and it can pretty much tell you to really make it simple where in the world would I be best placed to live my life to the fullest so if you're like me and you want to travel a lot and if you even maybe want to move countries this is super interesting i just love this so we are going to move on to the third section of of the the basics which are the planets so the planets in astrology there are 10 celestial bodies that are considered to be significant and influential they are the sun, which represents the ego, vitality, and life force. Then there is the moon, representing emotions, intuition, and the unconscious. Mercury represents communication, thought process, and the mental abilities. Then Venus. Venus represents love, beauty, and relationships. Mars. So Mars represents energy, action, and aggression. Jupiter represents expansion, growth, and good fortune. Saturn represents responsibility, discipline, and limitations. Uranus represents rebellion, innovation, and sudden changes. Neptune represents spirituality, intuition, and imagination. And Pluto. Pluto represents, well, I earlier said destruction, so I always relate Pluto to destruction, but in a more positive way speaking, it's related to transformation, power, and deep inner changes. In addition to these celestial bodies, astrology also considers the position of the North Node and the South Node, which represent our karmic path 
and our past experiences, which is also tied to past lives. So very, very, very interesting. And it's kind of like a recipe. You have all these ingredients and together they make this beautiful recipe. So um, to really understand your chart, it is not only important to look at the big three, sun, moon, rising, but also the planets and the houses. And then it goes another step further where it gets, you could say more complicated, but I think this is where it gets interesting. It's kind of like, to me, it's like math. I cannot wrap my head around math. Well, it's a bad, it's a bad um, example, I think, because I, I'm also not interested in math, but I am in astrology. But you know what I mean? When you see certain things in mathematics, you're like, what is that? And same as like when you look at a birth chart and all the lines in the birth chart and you think, well... I don't know what these lines mean. Is like red good and blue bad or what is it? So that's where this topic comes into play. Um, the five major aspects, as they are called in astrology, are conjunctions, sextiles, squares, trines, and oppositions. This would definitely be too much for today. I will wrap, unwrap this as we move along. But Pretty much to make it easy, these are the relations. When you look at a certain position of a planet in your birth chart, you can see in which aspect it is staying, standing. You could even say like if people are standing in a circle and they're facing each other or like in a certain degree, that's how are they standing towards each other and the way that they are standing towards each other is telling you something about if it's like harmonious if it's like hey neighbor <laughs> nice to see you or if it's like aggressive and like oh i don't like this so this is pretty much to sum it up birth chart astrology me rambling and i hope <laughs> this was informative like this was like interesting for you and and kind of like well understandable so let me know let me know guys um if you want to know more about astrology um, my mind is always wandering around in so many different topics really and it is going from like tarot astrology but then i have so much uh so many ideas i just recently thought about like bird symbolism that i want to make a podcast episode on this then i want to make something about candle magic so please let me know if that's okay i i suppose if you're still listening to my podcast you are interested and many diverse topics, which I love, because honestly, I'm not a fan of like this whole thing of like, you have to niche down. You have to do only topics revolving around this one thing. And if you don't do that, then nobody's going to listen to you. Because I think people have many different interests and interests can change. And the cool thing is sometimes when you listen to a podcast or you watch a YouTube channel and they talk about different things, you broaden your horizon and you get to know so many new topics that maybe you would have never heard of if it wasn't for this person having so many different interests. You get what I mean? So kind of like I hope that the message 
always reaches the person that needs to hear it. You know what I mean? Like this is this is kind of like how I see life. If you have a message, you put it out, it's always going to reach the person that thinks, woo, that's exactly what I needed. <laughs> so mm, moving on to the herb of the week in the next section. And of course, I have a sweet little oracle message for you guys. So stay tuned. Okay, guys, let's get to the herb of the week. So for this week's herb, I have something that is very common. You all know it. Maybe some of you love it as a tea. And it is chamomile. So chamomile is a very popular herb in magic and in also in spiritual practices. And it is believed to have a variety of properties and uses. Its Latin name is Matricaria Camomilla. <laughs> that sounded Italian, but whatever. <laughs> um, sorry, it's it belongs to the family of Asteraceae. And, um, well, a lot of plants belong to that family now that I read it this again. Um, then I've had this a couple of times in the podcast so far. So, um, it... Uh, is used in folklore too. For example, put some lavender and chamomile in a sachet to help the mind to reduce anxiety, to promote a restful sleep. So pretty much a sleep sachet slash anti-nightmare sachet to relax and find better sleep, to banish nightmares. You can burn it as an incense. You can clear your home of negative energies or unwanted influences using chamomile. I have been doing this because I've been doing kind of like a seminar on smoke cleansing a few winters ago. And it was amazing because chamomile as well as rose have both this energy of healing and loving. Like to me, every plant has an energy and when you burn chamomile, it kind of is like a warm, warm smell, you could say. A very warm and loving, gentle smell. So this is amazing, but you could also use it as an essential oil if you don't want to smoke cleanse. This is just another idea from me. People also say that it helps with, um, with luck and abundance. And gamblers used to wash their hands in chamomile infusion for better luck when they gamble. So pretty much they washed their hands in chamomile tea slash infusions. Put some chamomile in spells and rituals regarding improving the relationship. Steep chamomile flowers in hot water and then use it to sprinkle around as a metaphysical barrier so no negative spirits can come in. And um, you can use chamomile and candle magic. You can pulverize the dried flowers or if you have a tea bag there it's already pulverized. It's just perfect. So I sometimes like to use tea bags because the flowers and herbs are pretty much ground in them. And use them to anoint a green candle for money magic or a black one for banishing. Or another idea, maybe even a pink one for love. So, what are the correspondences then? The correspondences of chamomile are sleep, relaxation, balance, 
abundance, money, luck, as well as love and romance and divination. So overall, chamomile is amazing. You can buy it nearly in any grocery store as a tea, so it's very accessible. It's great for witches in a broom closet because it's not really very suspicious if you have chamomile at home. People use it a lot for digestive issues, so chamomile is amazing. You can grow it in your garden. I know many people have this. Um, unfortunately, I have no garden and I have no green thumb, but generally speaking, you could do this and this is just, it's amazing. I've, I have used chamomile a lot of times in spells. So without further ado, guys, let us get to the reading of the week. I know for many of you, this is the most interesting part, maybe. So yeah, let's get to the reading. So guys, for this week's reading, I have used, oh, wait a second, The Woodland Wardens Oracle Deck by Jessica Rue. One of my favorite Oracle decks, if not my favorite, to be honest. Um, at first, I wasn't sure when I bought it because I'm always very cautious about buying decks online because you don't really feel the energy of the deck before and then you don't know if it fits, but it's just perfect. It's it's amazing. Um, so for this week's reading, we have two topics coming up. The Bat and the Hellebore tells us about intuition. You are being asked this week to especially now listen to your intuition. This can mean just sitting down in a quiet space, meditating, getting to your center, getting to yourself again, because sometimes the world is so loud that we don't hear the inner voice. <laughs> it's actually pretty often that case. And um, to get to your intuition again means to find a way back to yourself and also to um, honoring your own guidance system that you have inside of yourself. So you pretty much know the answers to your questions, but it's for you time now to, to get quiet enough to listen. So you can connect to your higher self as well. Because we all have a higher self. We all have a guardian watching over us. That is our higher self. That wants the best for us all the time. And, you know, sometimes we we also feel ashamed. Kind of like when we, you know, when we want to change our life. You know, maybe you want to change some things up in your life that you don't that you're not happy with and then you fall back into old patterns and you're like oh I can't do anything right and and sometimes we even feel shame towards our spirit guides or our higher self when we think oh they're disappointed in us now like they don't like us anymore because we we have slipped again we we can't prom you know keep the promises that we make to ourselves we cannot change and I just want you to know that that's something I channeled or got as as an intuitive message is your spirit guides will never like they're not like parents that are disappointed in you and maybe will like be angry at you because you failed at one part of your journey. They will be proud of you no matter what happens and 
you are always okay even if you make mistakes this does not mean that your life's gonna be forever this way all you can do is try your best and when we fall back into guilt and shame and, and into this pattern of oh i can't do anything right and um you know then we make it a self-fulfilling prophecy and we kind of um even make this come true because we assume that we are xyz you, you know what i mean um forgiving yourself loving yourself the journey of self-love as always also has to do with um embracing your flaws and being like okay with the things you've done wrong and i'm kind of like making air quotes you can't see them obviously but um wrong is always in the eyes of the of the behold beholder is it what you say you know wrong can always be a definition that you make um be careful also with the words you choose because um sometimes we use language in the way that kind of like brings us down and will invoke a feeling of unworthiness in ourselves and of really making the guilt and shame even even deeper and it kind of really gets into your dna kind of like into your cellular levels um forgive yourself for being not perfect because face the reality that nobody is perfect be more stoic in the way you live and i'm gonna make a whole episode about stoicism soon stoicism means to accept what you cannot change and you cannot you know, you cannot change things that have slipped, things that have gone wrong, things that have happened in the past. If you are living in the past always, you're robbing yourself up of the opportunities that you have in the current present moment. Because if we are really, really true, think about it, we only have the present moment. This is all you have right now. Yes, you're gonna live another day, probably, I hope so. But you know what I mean? You can not control tomorrow. An asteroid could come to Earth and destroy everything. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that sounds doomsday-like, but you get what I mean. You have the present moment. That is what you have right now. And I just listened before I did this reading to a video of Dr. Joe Dispenza, who I deeply love. It's such a great man. Um, and he said, like think about this your present moment right now if you direct all the energy that you have towards the present moment and you subtract the energy from the past and the future imagine how much you have how much supply of energy you will have it's you will even be almost like superhuman because so many people are living in the past constantly because of what has happened oh i've done this wrong and and people have done me wrong and oh my god the past was so much better and when i was a teenager like i was that way too like when i was a teenager i was so much more happy than now often yes it is it is true but what does it help me to live in the past and be like oh with 15 life was so easy and i did not know how dark society could be and how bad humanity can be in at its deepest darkest level and you know what i mean you cannot unsee the scene you cannot close your third eye and be like huh 
I pretend this hasn't happened and I'm still a teenager. You are meant to be on that journey. You're meant to wake up. You're meant to use your intuition, your power. Some of you might be psychic. Some of you might be healers. Wake up to this. And you have this present moment to be able to change what you can change. And in order to do this and use your energy to the fullest potential, you need to let go of things you cannot change. Because if we, you focus on things you cannot change, you will feel more and more stuck. And the more and more stuck you feel, the more and more depressed you feel. And this is a cycle of sadness and depression that you can get out of on your own. Like you literally have the ability to do that and you're capable. And I know it might sound weird, but listen to affirmations. Listen to these affirming messages that will tell you you are capable and I've even put a meditation up on YouTube if you're interested link is in the description link is you just type in cedar moon on YouTube and you find my affirmation meditation this has helped me so much because at first you might not believe it you might think oh this is ridiculous I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and, and say meditations in my mind you know this is not gonna change anything but the more you listen to it the more you let it drip into the subconscious mind like the subconscious mind is like the bottom of the ocean but to get into the subconscious mind to the real bottom the mariana's trench you could say of the ocean of your mind you need to really do this more than once and preferably in the morning when your brain waves are really slow and you're like still in this oh where am i who am i states this is the perfect time so your subconscious mind will just receive this like a fresh um, dew in the morning fresh water that will nourish your subconscious mind and next up we have boundaries and boundaries guys this will come in handy for so many of you people pleasers out there this week please 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 do small things that allow you to set more boundaries and even if it's just a small thing even if it's some people feel very overwhelmed with setting boundaries. I was one of them once and I felt very shameful and guilty. There we have shame and guilt again. It's nagging on our souls. It's trying to drag us into the darkness again. Don't feel shame or, or guilt or like, you know, you might have the impression, okay, if I say no to something, people are going to abandon me. They're going to hate me. Think about it rationally. And I mean really detach from your feelings for a moment. What is the worst possible thing that could happen? Have people ever reacted in this way to you? Really? Like when you say no to some friend, they want to meet up and you say no. Have they said something like, I hate you right now. I'm ne I never want to talk to you. No. I probably would suppose no. So think about it. How often do we tell ourselves a story in our mind that is actually pretty much fake news? Your mind tries to give you fake news all the time. And it's that's part of the journey is to know, okay, when is the voice in my head my voice, my higher self that only wants the best for me? 
And when is it the voice that tries to hold me down and, and trap me in old patterns? Because our brain is so used to think in a certain way that it really refuses with all that it can. It's kicking and screaming like, don't drag me in another direction. I don't want to change. That's It's the hardest thing you can do is changing your patterns because your patterns is what's been in your life ever since you were a child so for many of us this is going on 30 years plus so yeah think about it boundaries what is my limit where's the space I still feel comfortable I'm not talking about like getting out of the comfort zone is one thing and it's amazing everyone should do it do one thing that scares you every day but when I'm talking about boundaries I'm talking about when am I a people pleaser? When in my life have I allowed people to step over my boundaries repeatedly? And how did this make me feel? Where in my body did I feel this? Maybe not in your stomach. Maybe your heart was, was getting very dense and tense because it was hurting you. And this has a lot to do with self-love because... um. Many people struggle with self-love and because of that, you are more prone to not set boundaries because you think, oh, well, to be really honest, I think I don't deserve it. I don't, I haven't earned it really. So, you know, that's kind of like the underlying cause. And it's also this people-pleasing motive of, of you're in in yourself, you're afraid to be left alone and abandoned by people, to really say it harshly, which is in reality not going to happen because quite contrary, the opposite is going to happen. If you set boundaries, people are going to respect you even more. Think of someone in, in, in your close proximity, maybe at work, family, wherever, and there's someone, he, he or she, they are always firm in the way they set their boundaries and they say no to things. If they don't like something, they be polite but say no. How do you perceive that person? You know, what do you think of that person? Do you think they're a coward and, and do you think they're um, stupid? Or do you think they're brave and courageous for like speaking their truth, saying what they want and being firm in their boundaries? And that's my homework for you. <laughs> Maybe take your journal out, re-listen to the questions. Um, that just came naturally. Like, when I do readings, I don't know where it's coming from, guys. Sounds bougie to say that it's channeled, but some of it might be. <laughs> but thank you so much, spirit guides. <laughs> spirit guides. Spirit guides for this. Guys, I've already recorded two episodes today. And I need to drink some tea. So I am really excited, guys, um, to announce that I have my new YouTube channel. Please check it out. Link is in the description. If you want to support me, you can do this in many different ways. One of them is Patreon. Um, just want to quick throw it in quickly. As a Patreon member, you will receive exclusive content and I have so many great things prepared for you. I have spell pages, recipes, magical 
um, ideas and tips and knowledge for you, exclusive podcast episodes. I have a tarot and an astrology course that is coming up soon, a video course along with two workbooks. I have self-awareness journal pages, shadow work information for you, exclusive to download, which is, uh, on the other hand, also available on my Etsy shop. But as a Patreon member, you get it all for free, all at once. And it only costs you about the amount of a cup of coffee. That's the first uh, tier. Um, so pretty much, you know, you can, I produce those episodes and my YouTube for free for you guys. And I love to do it, but it's a lot of work. I mean, I guess it's more work than I could currently get paid by Patreon, <laughs> but I, you know, it's a passion of mine. But still, I need to buy equipment, a new camera, new lights, things like this. And to make this happen and to make this podcast grow even more, invite guests over, have video podcasts, um, up my YouTube game, get a new background maybe, make it spooky and cool and witchy. This would help me out a ton. It helps me to get more into part-time so I can create even more exclusive content for you and even more amazing witchy content. I even want to make a witchy school for you guys, like where you can really learn witchcraft, where you can dive into all topics. I have so much going on that I want to do for you. So to make this happen, this would help me out a ton. It's only a few cents a day, but it means the world to me. Thanks to my patrons and everybody who already supports you're in my heart. I love you guys so much. I cannot even begin to tell you. I am beyond blessed and thankful. My love goes out to you, sending you positive vibes for this week. And guys, without further ado, I'm going to close down the episode so it doesn't get too long. I hope you have a wonderful and magical and blessed week. And remember to listen to your intuition because magic lives in all of us. Blessed be.